You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 81, Declutter and Spring Clean. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So today we're starting to approach springtime. I know it's still February, but we wanted to talk a little bit about spring cleaning and decluttering. When I told my dear Laura about the topic, she's like, tell them what you said. I don't want to, I'm tired of talking about clutter. (laughs) Sorry. It sounds bad as a feng shui person, but because I think a lot of people feel that that should be the only thing we talk about, but yeah, I'm just... I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, I felt that I felt that way too because there is a little bit of um a misconception that clutter is the same thing or decluttering is the same thing as feng shui. So they're not the same. Actually, when feng shui was developed in ancient China, there was no clutter because people didn't have so much stuff. So I've definitely been in that place, been through that feeling of being a little bit frustrated with our current society's obsession with decluttering and always being asked about decluttering because I know about feng shui. However, recently I've been feeling a little bit allergic to clutter, clutter of the mind and clutter of spaces. And so I'm actually embracing it more like we just had the holidays and I was like, I don't want any more stuff because I do really respect Marie Kondo's viewpoint that if you have all of these things, you have so many things around you, it becomes stressful because we have so much to attend to and we already have such complicated lives and then to maintain everything or even making a decision about like what to wear. If you have too many clothes and I don't even wear half of them, then it's a stressful decision to make to figure out what to wear every morning, right? Yeah, I agree. Look, I I did the same. I did a big purge after the new year and I guess when I just say I'm tired of it, it's that, and I think this is where you we bringing up a new perspective on it. And I always like, it's not just about the clutter. I guess that's part of it too. I mean, exactly. I, think, I think, you know, this obsession with being with leading minimalists lifestyles, it, that just doesn't work for everyone. And I think, I feel like it puts pressure on people that are not wired that way. And as feng shui practitioners, you know, Angie, we work with so many different clients with have so many different needs and perspectives and ways of approaching the world. And a lot of it comes down to the five elements, you know, where it's just how we sort of look at different energies of people. And as you know, you know, some people are wired, they just feel better when they don't have stuff. They're just easy for them to let go of not just things, but people ideas. Like, you know, you'll meet these people that are very ascetic when they come, they're able to sort of 
peel away things and let things go very easily. They're very organized. They're very diligent about, you know, keeping their inbox empty and all these sorts of things that come along with it, but it's not for everyone. So then you have other people that like to collect things and it brings them joy to comfort, to have stuff around them. So it's, it's just not always super simple that everyone feels that they should just get rid of everything. And I know that's not what you're going to say. And that's not how we, how we practice what we do, but But uh, sometimes that's the assumption. Yeah, that's really the kind of the approach that Lauren have. Nothing is black and white and nothing is solidified and there's no formula. And there are some people that thrive with more things around them and some people that thrive with less things around them. Now, we're not talking about hoarders. I don't think anyone thrives as a hoarder, but it's also interesting if you have any interest in the five elements, how that manifests with your energetic qualities. And again, all of that is also not like a formula, which our human minds tend to want to solidify thing and make sure A plus B equals C. But A plus B doesn't always equal C. It can e- equal X, Y, or Z in feng shui. <laughs> so, or just in Asian philosophy and in looking at the world, we want to be open and flexible. So I think that's what a lot of the frustration is, right, Laura? Like that people think are very rigid and they say like, oh, you have to have a minimal apartment. And that can also be a problem too. Like we say it's too yin, right? No life. Yeah. yeah. And I think that it just, for me, it's, Look, if you can do it and it's what you love, absolutely do it. Because sometimes it's really beautiful. It's really restful. I get it. It's appealing. But for me, it's this, you know what? Decluttering is one more thing people now have to worry about. That I'm not, you know, it's one more, it's another layer of things in their lives that they just can't keep up with. And that should never be the intention. And I know that's not Marie Kondo's intention because of her her spiritual background and how she comes at it, that's not at all how it's, you know, it's taken. I mean, it's really about honoring the things that you have in your life and they're part of your life and being really respectful. And again, that's everything we do, being mindful, having intention around how you do things and when you do things and what you bring into your space. So I will digress. I still think that it's incredibly important to not have a whole bunch of crap around you so you can function, but there are times when being messy and being cluttered is necessary. Let's just put it that way. And that will leave, we should probably do that on another podcast, talk about messiness and why it's so productive sometimes. Yeah. It's like playtime. It's like playing in the mud and working with your hands and it's okay to get dirty and get things messy. Like Laura said, And another perspective that I have with clutter is that, and in relationship to spring cleaning too, spring is a perfect time to activate new energies and to welcome new energies. So one way to do that is like, just simply look at your closet. That's an easy place to start and look at any clothing that you haven't worn in a long time, maybe worn, you haven't worn it in a year or worn it in three years. And letting it go and creating some space because if you have a full closet where there's no room for anything new. The metaphor energetically, how the universe sees that is that you have no room to receive anything new in your life. You have no room to receive a new partner. You have no room to receive that new job opportunity. You have no room to receive new knowledge and wisdom because you're like, I'm good. I'm tight. I have like, I don't need anything else. You have a cup that's full. There's a Zen adage that says, if you go in with a full cup, you can't receive anything. But if you approach things with an empty cup, then you can receive the teachings that the universe has for you. 
Yeah, that's good. So what I thought we could do, or we can I go through my checklist? Yeah, let's go through checklist. Okay. Yeah. So we have a checklist that we created, and I'm actually going to go through the whole thing right now, just go through each of the items in the different areas of the home. And it's a feng shui spring cleaning checklist. And we will also have this available on our website. We will have a blog post there about this, and then we'll have it so that you can download it if you'd like. And that's on mindfuldesignschool.com blog. So if you go on that, click on the blog, you'll see it. Or you can go to the holisticspaces.com podcast page. Yes, and it'll be there. There'll be a link there. So feng shui spring cleaning checklist. And I've put it together to tackle different areas. So if you have a pen and paper, you can write it down, or you can just download the PDF and listen nicely right now, knowing that it's there for you later. So area would be bedroom, and the task checklist for the bedroom is the following three things. One, you're going to either buy yourself a new set of sheets, which I highly recommend, and then maybe one that has seen better days can be passed on. And that's a good idea, but fresh sheets. So either washing them, cleaning them, or getting a fresh set of sheets. And if you are going to invest in a new set of sheets, try green or yellow color, pale green or pale yellow, or a nice vibrant green, whatever. That's the wood element and the earth element, which is really healing and nurturing. Number two is clean under the bed. So give it a sweep because you want to make sure that the cheek can circulate and move through freely. And then review what's under the bed. So is it really heavy stuff or is it just I try and keep seasonal seasonal clothing and bedding under there light airy stuff but again just make sure give it a clean so that it can circulate around bathroom the three things you're going to do in the bathroom are you're going to take a look to make sure that the faucets aren't leaking that the toilet isn't running you know that sort of stuff so really repairing any leaks that's really important as that flow of water and that leaking water is actually resources leaking away you're going to place a plant on your toilet tank. And if you don't have a window, you can just use a artificial, very real looking artificial plant. And that helps to just absorb some of the water that is in the bathroom. You're bringing that wood element to drink that excessive water in, that's in the bathroom. So it's about balancing the five elements. And then you're going to clean the mirrors for clarity. You're going to take a non-toxic cleaner and you're going to give your mirrors a really great clean and you're going to do it with intention to really have that vision, that clarity that you want going forward into this, you know, into the springtime to start fresh. Floors. So for your floors, you're going to sweep with intention, which means you're intentionally sweeping in order to get the chi moving. So you're going to sweep through, you're going to sweep out all of the corners again, with intention. And one thing I like to tell clients sometimes, especially in their spaces, and this one, it gets a little designy, but there are certain areas in your home, especially the centers of rooms and, you know, where you're gathering or in the bedroom that can really sometimes use a rug. A great place is actually when you walk in to the front in through the front of the house and you have some small little two by three or, you know, a mat, something that's got color that's really beautiful that you love because that will ground that energy. It sort of pulls things down to the earth level. And that really kind of pulls the chi down. It's able to settle. Kitchen. The task list for the kitchen is to clean out the fridge, to make any repairs to your stove. So your stove should be functioning well. You should make sure that all the four burners are working. 
And then you're going to clean your stove with intention. Again, use a non-toxic cleaner. You can, you're going to give it a complete wipe down. Make sure everything's nice and clean and shiny and degrease it because your stove is the center of wealth for your home. It's all about resources. It's about being able to cook the food and support your family. So it's really important that that is functioning and that it's nice and clean and fresh. So you've really, you know, setting it, you know, resetting it basically. Entryway task checklist. And I like to do this. This is great to do in the spring, you know, when it's warmer out, obviously, this is why we're doing this is to wash down the front door. So actually washing your front door, again, with intention, you're doing it to welcome in chi because the front door is the mouth of chi. That is where all of the energy, or not all, like a bulk of the energy comes in. It's one of the main areas that as feng shui practitioners that we look at is the front door and the front entrance. Sweep the front step, the front landing. Again, get that, get the chi moving, sweep away anything that's stagnant or that's stopping it. Make sure that there's nothing blocking that front door too. That sort of goes without saying, don't want anything blocking. You want to be able to get to that front door, no problem. You want to be able to chi to be able to enter, no problem. And then once you open that front door and you can come in, somewhere where you can see it from when you walk in is, I like to place a bouquet of flowers near the entryway or at least in your first sort of sight line area. And that kisses the chi, it really boosts your energy, boosts the chi that comes in. And the last one is self-care. So I did a little one on self-care, a task checklist. Just, you know, this is this whole list is such a great thing. You could probably do it in a weekend to sort of welcome in the spring equinox. So take a little time for yourself here. You can do a meditation where all you're doing is really intentionally following your breath for 27 slow inhales and exhales. And then after you do that, or you can do this before or after, is take an Epsom salt bath to really purify, to clear away. And the last thing is just drink more water. You know, again, flushing out all that, especially if you're taking that bath, flush everything out. And I like the idea of doing this list. It can seem like a lot, but over a weekend, and you really setting the intention that this weekend is what I'm going to do my house, my spring cleaning, my feng shui style reset, I think is really powerful. Wow, that was a great list. That was so that was much longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very thorough. <laughs> yes. Well, I had one thing I wanted to add before we end the podcast. You know, feng shui is really a metaphor for your life. And so this is why feng shui is so powerful. It's a symbol, gives you feedback on what's happening in your life in many different aspects. So I wanted to share a little bit from a book called Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism by Chogum Trungpa, who's my root guru. And this is in the first chapter, Spiritual Materialism, where he talks, he starts to talk about spirituality or any other thing that we can start to collect in our lives. So clutter doesn't just mean objects in your home. It can be also cluttering your mind with all the things that you want to do, expectations you have of yourself, or different spiritual modalities. So there's many ways that we create clutter and more stress and overwhelm in our life. And I think this is really something that all of us resonate with now because we have so much at our fingertips. We have so much, so many options. So he begins when he, he talks a little bit about how we had like a beautiful room with whitewashed walls and a very simple floor. So he's using the example of a home with a bright lamp burning 
in the ceiling and there was one object of art in the middle of the room and it was beautiful. Everyone who came appreciated its beauty, including ourselves. But then we were not satisfied and we thought, since this one object makes my room so beautiful, if I get more antiques, my room will be even more beautiful. So we began to collect and the end result was chaos because we searched the world over for beautiful objects, India, Japan. Every time we found an antique, because we were dealing with only one object at a time, so if that, there's like that one thing you want and you're in the shop or you're shopping online, you see that one thing and you're looking at that one object and it's beautiful, you need it. But then when you brought the object home and put it there, it just became another addition to our junkie collection. And we do this not just with objects, but with our spiritual modalities or all the things that we think we need in our lives, right? Then the beauty of the object did not radiate out anymore because it was surrounded by so many other beautiful things. It did not mean anything anymore. Instead of a room full of beautiful antiques, we created a junk shop. So he goes on to say, if you really appreciate an object of beauty, then you completely identify with it and forget yourself. And then he urges us to just work with the one, like it doesn't have to be one thing, but work with the small things, the few things that you really love. And instead of consuming more and more, which is the tendency in this consumer-based society that we live in now, instead of wanting more and more, like I want more food, I want more intoxicating substances, I want more beautiful objects, I want more friends, I want more experiences, I want more you just kind of want more and more and more, but then end up, you end up with chaos. So that's another overview or way that we can look at clutter in our lives and how it can create more overwhelm and stress rather than just simply appreciating the beauty of like this conversation that I can have with Laura. Or, what, you know, the small things is when, when the more we simplify, the more we can really appreciate and see the beauty that's around us. Well said. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.